I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. All right, I'm in a bad mood. Yeah, I'm in a bad mood. You know who put me in this bad mood? Yeah, coronavirus. Let me tell you why. You see, Republicans have a plan to carry out their national convention in late August. It is currently scheduled for August 24th through the 27th. When planning began, and up till very recently, Charlotte, North Carolina was to be the setting for the 2020 Republican National Convention, where it is expected Donald Trump will receive the party's nomination to run again uh, for president against whoever the Democrats put up, likely Joe Biden. And I had a meeting a few months ago. They said, hey, Lee, Lee, listen. I want you to plan on packing your bags come late August because you are going to be sent on the road on behalf of KSL News Radio to cover in full the Republican National Convention. And if I'm honest, when that meeting took place, I didn't know exactly where the convention was taking place. But I said, oh, my gosh, I can't wait. That's going to be great. Can't wait to uh, speak to all the movers and the shakers there at the convention. And then as I stepped out of that meeting, I pulled up my phone and I Googled and I saw Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina. That's perfect. That's wonderful. Not only will I be there in this pretty cool city covering the Republican National Convention, but I've got family in Charlotte. Yeah, I've got family. I was going to. Don't tell anyone. I was going to take advantage of a work trip to also visit some of my family. That's pretty good, huh? Yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good until we hear yesterday that there are going to be some pretty significant shakeups. And that the convention, the Republican National Convention, as it was originally conceived to take place in Charlotte, will be significantly pared down. Now, listen, I am going to admit, I haven't yet had a follow-up conversation with the big bosses here at KSL to see what I'm going to be doing come the end of August. Uh, but it is, at least in my estimation, looking less likely that I'm going to be in Charlotte. Because the real business is now going to be taking place in Jacksonville, Florida. What business is that? Well, the big, uh, like, cherry on top of these conventions, and I've been to a number of them, the big cherry on top is when the candidate receiving the party's nomination gives their big acceptance speech, when they officially accept the nomination of their party. Well, looks like Donald Trump will be making that speech in Jacksonville, Florida. And you know how many family members I have there to visit in Jacksonville, Florida? Exactly zero. Exactly zero. There will still be some business held in Charlotte, but the boring meetings that don't require a radio guy to go cover them, no. The cool stuff's happening in Jacksonville, and I'm not even sure if I'm going to be able to go there. All right, so that's what puts me in a bad mood. Another interesting thing about this coronavirus uh, and its impact on the Republican National Convention is that there are a number of meetings which take place in the lead-up to the convention itself. They're not as uh, they're not as co- covered thoroughly by the media. You, you know, there aren't many headlines written about uh, these follow-up meetings or these rather the meetings that lead up to the convention itself. They're typically about uh, like site selection committee. So if you remember years ago uh, when 
the uh, 2012 convention site was being selected. Uh, there was a committee within the party whose responsibility it was to pick a site. And so all those meetings took place. Another such meeting is undertaken by the platform committee. The platform committee, each party, of course, as you know, has a, a platform. And that is a big, long document that describes the accepted ideals of that party. This document is what describes what it means to be, in this case, a Republican. It's a big, long document. And in 2016, the Committee on Arrangements got together and they put together the, the party platform in 2016. And due to the coronavirus, what the party has decided to do now is simply forego the recreation of a new platform and keep what was put in place in 2016. Okay, fine. That sounds, that's all right. Is it? Well, I decided to take a look at the platform from 2016. And you know what I did? I've got this right in front of me. I did uh, one of these moves where I hit Control-F, type in the word president, because in the lead-up to the 2016 convention, do you remember who the president was? Yeah, it was Barack Obama. And so any reference to the president may be reference to Barack Obama. And so what I want to do here is for the next minute or so, I want to read to you some of the some of the excerpts from the Republican Party platform, which they, at least as it stands now, uh, will be using as the party platform in in, uh, in the upcoming convention. Now, the truth is this will likely be edited and amended and fixed, uh, but right now, as it stands, it's it's a little comical. <laughs> so this is the Republican platform right now, and it reads, The president has been regulating to death a free market economy that he does not like and does not understand. Okay, that's, of course, a reference to Barack Obama and the views held by Republicans of that president. But, as we heard announced by the Republican Party, it is the most recent platform. <laughs> Let's see what else we've got here. The president and the Democratic Party have dismantled American system of health care. The president has abandoned their promise of being accountable to the American people. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> the president and his party will set a record of being the first modern president ever to leave office without a single calendar year of 3% economic growth. Under pre under the president and the Democrats, uh, new private sector jobs are three million below where they were, where they should have been, with just average modern post recession growth. <laughs> and it goes on. There are eighty one usages of the word president in the current Republican Party platform. Now, uh, let me share with you this tweet from the president, which came just a few hours ago, which I think is going to remedy this whole deal, <laughs> but. As it stands right now, a plan undertaken by the party has to be remedied. The tweet reads, quote, The Republican Party has not yet voted on a platform. No rush. I prefer a new and updated platform. Short form, if possible. Again, the Republican Party has not yet voted on a platform. No rush, tweets the president. I prefer a new and updated platform. Short form, if possible. Anyway, uh, so it will certainly be amended. It will certainly be changed. But for a brief moment in time, the Republican platform uh, spoke in some rather unkind terms about the president. 
that to be remedied shortly, I'm sure. Going to take a quick break, and in the final segment of today's episode of Live Mike, I'm going to tell you a story that rivals Catch Me If You Can. You know the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio movie about James, uh, or what's his name, Frank William Abagnale. Yeah, this, this story I'm going to tell you next rivals that one in audaciousness. That's ahead on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. 